Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me, as always, is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Joey. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. So we're talking today about something that is fundamental to what you want to be talking to your listeners about, the stages of evolution. So when you work with somebody and you're taking them through um, the different transformational processes you go through, these are the stages, right? Well, some of them I work with people on and some of them they've already done before they get to me. It depends on the person. Oh, okay. So what are they? When people enter into a spiritual practice, when they go seeking a spiritual practice, it's usually because there's something in their lives that is not working. And oftentimes it's stuff that they are just like, there's some sort of random angst, right? They're not really clear exactly what the problem is, because if they were clear exactly what the problem was, then they would just fix the problem. But in actuality, they're just like, I don't know what's wrong. I'm just dissatisfied. There's got to be more to life than this. That's when they enter what I refer to as the discovery phase. And the discovery phase is where you start looking for different possibilities for what might make you feel better. And you try this and you try that and you try that and that and that. And it's like, well, does this work? Does that work? I don't know. I don't know. Let me try it. And eventually you hit the second phase, which is something works. And you go, holy crap, this stuff really works. I must tell everyone I know and drag them out to classes with me so that they don't think I'm nuts. So that's the proof and proselytizing stage. And the challenge here is that this stage is a very easy one to get stuck in. I see this happens all the time. People come into this process and they begin the proof and proselytizing stage and they get caught up in the bright shiny. Okay. Then this is where we, we sit. It's spiritual. Yeah. 
Yeah, we're right in the proof and proselytizing stage. We're in that sort of, you know, sample this and sample that and sample this and sample that. And ooh, here's the bright shiny. And you can get lost in this stage. I've seen people get lost for anywhere from two to five years in this stage because there's so much cool stuff and you get distracted by the bright shiny. And then eventually somewhere in the two to five year range after you start this process, you go, wait a minute, that stuff's cool and all, but it didn't fix my life and I'm still dissatisfied and what the hell. So in that two to five year phase, you will probably also hit the prove it stage. Okay. And the prove it stage is about proving to yourself that you have integrated the information that you've learned. This is part of that, that moment of figuring out that it didn't actually work to solve your problem because you first think, well, I haven't mastered it. That's the proven proselytizing stages. Like I've got to learn it. I've got to learn it. I've got to learn it. I have to learn it to the point where I can teach it and or do it. So I'm going to learn how to be a Reiki teacher or Reiki healer, or I'm going to learn how to do readings for people and read tarot or straight psychic reads or palmistry or whatever it is that you're going to learn. And you think, okay, that's going to make me feel better. And then you hit the the prove it phase where you prove to yourself that yes, you can do this. And then you realize it didn't make it better. So that's stage three is the, is that, that moment where you realize that all the research you've done, all the study you've done, all of the, the learning you've done hasn't made you feel better. And at this point, I see people take two paths. Either they will stay committed to the idea that there is some magic pill out there in the universe waiting for them to find it. And they will bounce out of whatever tradition they're in and go find a new tradition. So if they were doing Tantra, they will go and do Wicca. If they were doing Buddhism, they will go and do shamanism because they they think it's the modality that will give them the magic pill and they just have to find the right one. And then they start back in the proof and proselytizing stage and they, they move their way through. And I've seen people do this eight, 10 times in their lives. Never actually getting past stage three. The other possibility is that you admit to yourself that there is no magic pill, that there is no, no thing outside of yourself that is going to suddenly make you all better. And when you admit that you step into stage four, stage four is where you retreat for personal practice and study. In this one, you're also releasing the need to be right. There's a, a piece of that in this stage. The need to be right about what? Everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you're in the teaching phase, when you're in the prove it phase, a lot of people step into teacher. You know, we'll talk more about this in an episode later. But when you teach from this phase, then you end up teaching out of ego. And that's fine. There's absolutely nothing wrong with teaching out of ego in this phase. It's just as a student, you want to recognize whether someone's teaching you out of phase three or phase five or six or something. Okay. Because, you know, then you know what to expect of them. And again, we're going to talk about this again in another episode when we talk about how to pick a spiritual teacher. Okay. But when you are in the prove it stage, you're either being a reader or a healer or a teacher and you're, you're putting yourself out into the world in those ways. When you hit stage four, usually people tend to draw in. They tend to pull back from doing for others and start to pay attention to and do just for themselves. And that practice is very much about letting go of the need to look like you got it all together 
and instead to really look at where you don't got it all together. And so this is where people start doing what's referred to as shadow work, where they really start to go inside and identify where their perspectives are skewed, where their buttons and triggers are. And this is where they really start to go in to those places that they didn't want to look at before and start to clear those. Now, this phase right here is the one that I usually work with people in. This is where the Mastering Spiritual Evolution program starts. Okay. In stage four. It's when you're stepping out of stage three into stage four, that's where the Mastering Spiritual Evolution process comes in. And you're play. doing that shadow work, that internal work. You've gone through one, two, three, and you've hit the point where you're ready to start making progress. Right. Okay. Yeah. You, you've, you've done the bright, shiny phase. You've figured out that, yeah, you can do this, but now it's about actually making your life better rather than being able to do the party tricks. Mastering spiritual evolution walks you through stage four mm -hmm. is really what it comes down to. Once you get far enough through stage four, there will be a point at which the universe will ask you to step into stage five. For me, the universe sent me on walkabout without me knowing I was going on walkabout. <laughs> okay. Before I went on walkabout, I had decided to move out of my house. And I told my housemate that owned the house that I was moving out by this date. And then I could not, for the life of me, find a place to live. I applied at multiple places. Everywhere I went, nobody would approve me to lease an apartment. And so I ended up staying a different night at each person's house. I was running a teaching circle at the time. And so I was sort of like the itinerant priestess, right? Okay. <laughs> and so I was a different house every night of the week until I was heading out for a retreat. And uh, just before I went out on the retreat, I had, I had all my stuff in storage. I had $100 a month storage bill for all my, my stuff. And I decided, well, you know, I feel like I'm going to be moving. I'm not sure what the deal is going to be. I know when I leave, I'm not going to be back for a while. I just had this sense. And so I put everything up for grabs. I, I called all my friends and said, okay, here's the deal. You can have anything in the storage locker you want. So long as you stay long enough after everybody's taken what they want to help me take everything else down to the donation center. So, you know, I had like eight people come and they took a whole bunch of stuff and they helped me lug everything down and, and all was right with the world and my storage fees were done and I didn't have to worry about my stuff. A couple people kept, you know, financial records for me and stuff like that. But, you know, I had like maybe five things left at the end that didn't fit in my car. So I had my clothes, my camping gear, my car and my tarot cards and tools of the trade sort of thing. And I went to the festival and I'm not going to go into the long story of that, but on the other end of the festival, I followed someone back to Bloomington, Indiana, thinking that that was going to be where I was moving. And at three o'clock, no, five o'clock in the morning, I drive into town and I go, oh, crap, this isn't home. Oh, I'm on walkabout, right? You can just feel it. <laughs> right, right. So I didn't know until I drove into town that I was on walkabout. Um, and so this is about surrendering to the universe. The universe had told me I didn't need my stuff and I didn't trust that. And I ended up paying several months worth of storage fees for no good reason. And the universe told me that I needed to go to this event and then it lined up to make it happen. And then the universe said, you know, this is who you're going to follow home. And so I did that. And, and it basically, you know, it was all about learning how to not plan, how to just follow instructions and go where you're told. Hmm. And so that process for me was walkabout. 
It is not that way for everyone. But there is a point at which the universe will look at you and say, do what I tell you. And you end up going, you want me to do what? Right? <laughs> and you just got to go and do it anyway. It's learning how to trust the universe. And then at some point during the course of your surrender process, you really get to discover who you are because it'll take you through a process. The universe really reveals you to you in that stage. Okay. And as you discover yourself more and see yourself more clearly, at some point the universe will stop sending you messages and it will just leave you stranded <laughs> with no messages. And at that point you have to step forward and say, I want this. It's because you've mastered the skill of surrender. But what happens as you step into surrender is that it's very easy to fall back into that childlike state of being a child and letting your parents make all the decisions and abdicating your own power. And so the universe requires you to take your power back and step up and then learn how to balance your desire and your focus and your intention with surrendering to the universe. So it basically cuts you off at that point. It cuts you off until you make a decision, <laughs> <laughs> which sucks because nobody tells you that it cuts you off. <laughs> Hashtag tough love. <laughs> So you just got to kind of figure it out. <laughs> so I'm okay. telling you, it will cut you off. <laughs> I wish someone had told me. <laughs> I spent months waiting for another sign. Um, so once you start making a decision and, and making choices, then it, then it shows back up again. So, you know, now you've discovered who you are more effectively. You've learned to surrender. You've learned to balance the surrender with owning your power. And now you're going to step into a stage that's awareness and reflection. It's letting go of the story of who you are. And these are not the stories that we dug out in stage four. These are deeper level stories. These are assumption level stories. And so these are the stories that you couldn't see in stage four because they were assumption level. Like, like we assume that when we take a step that gravity is going to grab our foot and hold it to the ground assumption level. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't even think about whether or not gravity is going to work. So it, these are the types of things that were taken in at such an early age that they're at that level of awareness. And then from there, you go into a stripping down process, which is letting go of fear-based responses that hide your true self. Removing your masks, additional coping mechanism, judgment-based patterns, and stripping away even the positive labels that have been layered on by positive assessments of yourself. Because whatever judgments we make of ourselves, good or bad, all have shadows. Uh, for instance, I used to, I, and I didn't understand pride goeth before a fall until I had this awareness. I used to think I'm the most understanding person you'll ever meet. And that sounds like a good thing, right? Yeah. Well, the problem is that if you're the most understanding person that you'll ever meet, then you get walked on a lot because you'll understand. Yeah. I had to recognize that the pride that I took in that label was actually causing me to have this experience of being walked on and taken advantage of. And so I readjusted and said, look, you know, yeah, I'm really understanding. I will always understand exactly why you're doing something, but it doesn't make it okay. Right? <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, you're going to treat me well, or we're not going to hang out. <laughs> that's how that's going to work. Right. And so it's that level of work. And from that place, 
when you start removing all of the judgments, good and bad, then you find real self-acceptance. Mm. And that evolves into self-love. So, uh, which, you know, when you have self-love, you also find stillness and peace and real compassion for yourself and others. And I'm sure there are stages after that, but I haven't hit them yet, so I can't tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, little things. I'll tell you more in, you know, talk to me in five years. (laughs) Exactly. I'm still doing my work. I'll figure it out. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing, right, is that you're always doing work and not you, but all of us, we're always doing work. Yeah. If you stop working after you start this process, the universe will whack you upside the head. (laughs) There is, there is no stopping unless you die. (laughs) So this is one of those, you know, beware, (laughs) much like learning how to read. Once you step on this path, you, you may refuse to read the signs, but you will always know what they say. Right, exactly. This is a one-way ticket. You don't get to go back. So I'm sure you're sitting there going, okay, tell me more about each stage, right? Right. Tell me how do I do it? How do I do it, right? And I, I, there's a reason why I have only given you the gross overview of each stage. And the reason for that is that if you're one of my peeps, then you like to run ahead and you like to skip (laughs) steps. I know because I'm one of you and I understand and I try to skip steps too. And the problem is that when you try to skip steps, you end up tripping and falling flat on your face. And so I'm, I'm giving you a gross overview with the, the barest minimum of information. And I'm doing that on purpose. I don't want it to be something that you try to skip to. Okay. Um, I, I want you to be able to recognize when you hit each phase. This isn't a, can I get to the end? This is one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they step into a spiritual practice is thinking that there's a goal and trying to get to the goal. And the sooner you can disabuse yourself of the notion of the goal, the faster you will go in this process. Because so long as you maintain that goal-oriented perspective, you are not going to be able to do some of the work that's in this list. Because it cannot be done from a goal-oriented perspective. Oh, okay. So I give you this, and I, I, I really hesitated about whether or not I was going to give you this. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I know my peeps, and you guys love your goals. But I felt like it was so useful to have the information when the time came that I wanted you to have it. But... I really, 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 and I know you're going to ignore this, but I'm really, really, really want you to not use this as a goal sheet. Okay. This is not a goal sheet. It is a, a guide in the moment that you need it. Okay. You know, most of you are in stage two and three right now mm-hmm. and stage two and three, you need to be in stage two and three. You know, you need to be there until you're done being there. You can short circuit stage two a little bit by going, I don't need to check out the bright and shiny. I just want to get my solution. That's, that's really the only one that I, I know of that you can short circuit is that one because it's a distraction phase. And what you have to recognize is that the bright shiny phase is in fact a distraction because it's a resistance to growing. It is your ego standing up and going, ooh, squirrel, 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 <laughs> so, that you, so that you don't kill it off. Mm-hmm. It doesn't want to die, so it squirrels you to death. The sooner you can go, nope, not squirreling, 
the faster you get through that resistance phase because it really is a resistance phase. And the privet stage is again another resistance phase to a certain extent because it's like, well, I can't go anywhere until I know I can do this. Right. And then I've seen people take 10, 15 years to prove to themselves that they can do it. It's like, well, you know, maybe you could just say, yeah, I did it once. Clearly I can do it. Let's move on. (laughs) Because it's, it's a, well, maybe I can't do it every time. Maybe I'm going to fuck it up next time. Maybe I'm going to get, oh, what if I get it wrong? And what what does that mean? And how do I, you know, I got to take responsibility for everything I say. And what if somebody says something or does something because I told them that all that blah, 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 that goes around in your head all resistance, right? all just crap in your way. Those two stages can be short-circuited. Those are the ones that I know of that you can short-circuit. Everything else is a plow through. To be where you are, do the work. Don't try and be anywhere else, just be where you are. So once you can accept that there is no magic pill, you can move into stage four. And that's the where the real work starts. That's when you step out of, well, you hopefully step out of resistance. There's resistance that happens all the way through. But, <laughs> but you step out of the main resistance point that most people don't make it past mm. and, and get into the, the, the real work of spirituality. This is me saying, be where you are. <laughs> and and if, if you feel the need to short circuit the process, just accept there is no magic pill. And then give me a call. Okay? So while there's no need to short circuit it, yeah. There is a way to get through it maybe faster if you're focused, correct? So for stage two, yes. Staying focused will be helpful. And when I say focused, I mean, you know, aware that you're doing the work and not ignoring the work you have to do. Right. Is what I mean by that. Yes. For stage two, that's useful. Mm-hmm. When you get into the upper stages, focus can sometimes get in your way. Okay. So masculine form of evolution or enlightenment is the the path of the light and it's the path that most spiritual practices western spiritual practices and even some eastern follow and it's the path of stripping away stripping away stripping away until you become nothing and you become one with everything that path runs from the heart chakra up into the universe the feminine spiritual path is a path of great mystery it is the path of experience so it's the path of acceptance and receiving all that is. So you accept and receive, accept and receive, accept and receive without judgment until you accept and receive everything and become everything and therefore become one with all that is. And the goal, if there is one, (laughs) I guess it's it's a weird phrase to use, but where we end up when we do these paths is we end up in a place where we can do both the light and the dark the stripping away to nothingness and the accepting of everythingness at the same time and have them not be a paradox. And so when you step from the path of the light into the path of the darkness, the the mystery, you also step out of your head and into your body. So you're stepping out of the spirit realm and into the physical realm where the physical form interacts with the energetic form. And most people do this, they, they make that transition. And what they do is they go into the darkness and go groping for the light switch because they're trying to understand the darkness. And it's like, no, 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 that's not how this works. There is no light switch in the darkness. It is experientially based. It, it is about beingness, not doingness. 
It is about acceptance and being with what is, not about manipulation and 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 moving things and intending things and you know directing and controlling things, even if they're yourself, right? Mm-hmm. It is about being with what is and accepting it without judgment. It is about allowing and magnetizing things to you, right? Uh, opening yourself up to receive that which is. And it's a very, very, very different spiritual process. And so when you said focus, I'm like, yes, up until stage five. (laughs) So not exactly focus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, up until stage five. And then at stage five, all bets are off. All the rules change. All right. I think what we've done is you've given people, like you said, you don't want them to necessarily try to short circuit the process. But you also said earlier, I wish I knew it was coming. <laughs> and right. this is a little bit of awareness for them to realize it's coming and for them to understand how to maybe do the work the right way. Yeah. And I'm going to send you this list so you can put it on the show notes. Yeah, so, absolutely. So that'll be on the show notes for those of you who couldn't take notes fast enough or got confused when I said things not quite as, you know, number one, number two, because I know I'm not really so good at that. <laughs> Sorry. But we're learning, Kelly. We're learning. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is all that we have time for this week. Be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds yet another chapter into your beginner's guide to energy magic and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sugar. So long, everyone. Each mile I travel over 13,000 now, I leave behind a little Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to K-E-L-L-E at K-E-L-L-E-S-P-A-R-T-A dot com. That's Kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up or to get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Trippa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions. And my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing, but you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.